This is the Think Queerly podcast, and I'm your host, Darren Steele. Today, I want to talk about how you can stop redlining into the negative and destructive emotions that you want to avoid in your daily life. And this is basically a personal evolution process to create emotional recipes for how you want to feel. Now, I'm going to get into that for a moment, but just kind of want to make a an aside here. I don't know why, but this totally reminded me of the movie Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. I think just because of the way I formatted today, the title for today's show, um, this movie came out in 1964. It was otherwise just known as Dr. Strangelove and starred Peter Sellers, who was absolutely brilliant in this role. And if you happen to know of the Pink Panther the series, then he was the the original. Um, it was directed, produced, and co-written by Stanley Kubrick, and it basically is a black comedy that satirizes the Cold War fears of a nuclear conflict between the Soviet Union and the United States. I'm just reading that off of Wikipedia. But there's something to that movie. If you haven't seen it, this came out a year before I was born, which also shows how bloody old I am, right? If you haven't seen it, go and see it, because it's this sort of like manic, panic people in underground bunkers making decisions based on reactions and not knowing all of the story. And what is it like in your life when you lose your cool? When something goes wrong, when, you know, a series of events starts to happen, and maybe you notice these things are happening, and suddenly you just redline. And, you know, think of a pressure gauge on some sort of a, you know, a, a, a pressurized cylinder, um, or even think of a nuclear reactor pressure gauge where there is that range where the needle goes up and down. And it's in a safe zone and it's got a series of numbers, but it's just in a safe zone. It's just black numbers and a white background, but then it goes into an area that's yellow, amber. And that's always our cautionary yield. Be mindful. Something's going on. That's the area where you really want to be paying attention to why is this gauge reading a little higher? What can I do and how can I do what I need to do to bring that level back down into the safe zone? And then there's the red zone. Boom. It's too late. If you, you know, the, the pressure blows, something explodes, you lose your cool, you lose your temper, you get depressed, you get sad, you get angry. And, you know, it could be that you were just doing your thing going about your day, minding your own business. And then just one thing happens, and it's the trigger to many, the so-called straw that breaks the camel's back. And like a match striking against uh, that, that surface of the matchbox that allows it to like flare up, it just takes off and you're in that burning hot red zone. I know in my case... You know, if it's been anger or upset or loss of my temper afterwards, I feel shame. I feel like, what the hell was my problem? Why couldn't I manage my emotions? Why couldn't I have acted better and more appropriately and in more control? Well, 
This is why I call this a process. Life is a process. Life is a journey. We learn as we go along. We develop wisdom, which is an accumulation of learned experience, self-awareness, observation, and mindfulness of the world around us, and being able to be more aware of who we are being in the moment so we can be more present and in tune with what we are feeling such that and this is why I call this emotional recipes and more on that in just a moment such that we will start to see the things that if they add up in a certain way are going to lead to a certain result so if you're someone who goes into the red zone loses their cool or just gets you know in, in the opposite goes from you, you know one direction is sort of like anger and rage the other one is sadness and depression and unless it's uh, physiological or, or medical um, you know if you're someone who goes into one of those states like very quickly like easily triggered you may not have had the experience or the training or the awareness to pay attention to what are all the factors, what are the emotional conditions, meaning where are you when these things are happening? What are the things that are around you? Are, are they visual? Are they other people? Are they sounds? Are they smells? Um, is it a particular kind of music that makes you feel a certain way? Is it a level of tiredness that... There are so many different factors that can move you from feeling great and in a nice, calm state of mind and being happy, and then suddenly into being angry or, or from being happy going into sad. So whether you are someone who reacts or overreacts really quickly, or whether you're just someone who every once in a while loses it, loses their control, and you're tired of it and you're wondering what is it I can do so that I can avoid going into these kind of emotions what is it I can do so I don't have to feel these kinds of negative and what can sometimes be very destructive destructive emotions and I say destructive emotions because if these kind of situations where you lose your temper or you lose your control happen too often, well, it makes it very difficult on your relationships, whether it be your partner, your friends, your family, your workplace, your boss, or your clients. People will feel that they need to be more cautious around you and that they might not have the freedom to say what they want to say, not knowing how you're going to react. Now I have a strategy. I have a process that will help you to create and control over redlining or going into these negative or destructive emotions. And this is something I was introduced to uh, about a year and a half ago for a slightly different process. And then I studied um, in about the last uh, six months or so. And it's a really smart way of looking at how we better manage ourselves and think of what a recipe means. So you look up a recipe, let's say you want to make cookies. A couple of weeks ago, I wanted to make what are called breakfast cookies at this great coffee shop uh, near us. And they make these 
beautiful breakfast cookies. There's no sugar in them. It's like oats and some like dried fruit. And I think there might be some nuts in there, but there's, there's no, there's no flour. There's no sugar. They're just delicious. And I'm like, how did you make them? So found a recipe. I looked at my cupboards. I had three quarters of the ingredients. I made notes for the other ingredients I needed. And then I determined how many of these cookies I wanted to make. And then I decided when I was going to make them. And then I got all my ingredients out. I followed the method so that I could combine the wet and then combine the dry and then combine the two. And then I had to do something called shaping these things to give them form. And then I had to cook them. Well, we could do the exact same thing with how we manage our emotions. But we have to be aware and we have to start noticing. But before that, we can do a thought exercise or a practice to determine, well, not only how do I want to feel most of the time, but what are like my top column negative or destructive emotions? What kind of states or emotional states do I tend to go into very easily, seemingly without control? Because then you can sit down, you can think about it. When was the last time this happened? Let me write this down. Let me explore this a little bit more. Let me think about what are all the conditions that maybe led to this situation happening. And the more clarity you have around how you went from calm, cool, and collected as a cucumber to out of control, raging, red-faced, yelling, and then feeling like an absolute asshole after the fact. I'm speaking from my own personal experience here. You might not feel like an asshole, but I know I certainly have done. So this process, in a way, puts the expression, don't worry, be happy on notice, because it might be a nice idea to be happy or to feel emotions that embody and elevate our happiness, we can't just not worry. We have to actively practice managing our emotions to both be and to feel at our best. And at our best is really in, in control and aware of ourselves. So in this case, The best expression here is practice makes for improvement. goes back to what I said earlier. We live, we learn, and if we focus on what's not working, we can take the steps to figure out how to create our own personal improvement. And here's the thing. You have so much more control over how you want to feel in this moment than you might realize. But what's missing or needed from the equation, the how, pardon me, is your active and conscientious preparedness and the awareness of the factors that that add fuel to the fire, so to speak, that add fuel to your undesired and unwanted emotions. And the longer that it takes for you to cross over into that red zone on that pressure gauge from normal danger to red zone, the better. All that means is that you are well aware of the emotional states that you prefer to avoid and you have strategies in place so that you can keep your cool, so you can stay in the safe zone. But you know what? I think for all of us, to some extent, there's always that one trigger that really trips you up, no matter how hard you try. 
for myself, for many people, the more overtired you are, especially if you've had some really late nights or if you haven't slept well or if you've had some really stressful days, man, you know, or if you're having a fight with your partner, your lover, your husband, your wife, man, that's that puts you in already an emotionally, emotionally vulnerable and insecure state. So then... All it takes is just one too many other variables or situations piled on top of the other when you're not at your best and then you're in the warning zone. And if you're overtired or you're overstressed, your awareness is unfortunately not as acute. It's this way in which our brains work and the neurochemicals as we respond to stress, we we aren't as sharp in our capacity to be um, thoughtful in the sense of being uh, critical and, and intellectually able to assess a situation. We tend to be then more in one of our older, more primal brains where we're more ready to respond slash react uh, in some sort of a protectionist way so that we can have prediction about our environment. So if you're already stressed, you're trying to find the prediction that would lead to you feeling safe or calm. So when you're aware of the emotions that you don't want to feel and what you can do to pull yourself back from going into the red zone, well, you can use that exact same process to help create or experience the emotional states, the feelings that you want to have most of the time. And this comes much more clearly into this idea of a recipe when you know the ingredients when you have the list of ingredients for how you want to feel the conditions the environment the situations the other feelings uh, the other states of being those are all the ingredients then you can create a method that will help you to cook or to bake um the emotional states that you most want. I'm really extending this metaphor here, right? But this is thanks to my coach, Dax Moy. It's just a brilliant and simple and easy metaphor that we can all hopefully understand. So I've sort of mentioned this, but I'll say it again. Let's say you want to break, break, let's break bread. Well, that is, that is an expression. Let's say you want to bake bread. Like I said before, You need a variety of ingredients on hand and the method that explains how to manipulate each ingredient and in what order. The kind of cool thing about the metaphor for bread is that if you're doing yeasted bread that has to rise, well, you have to combine the ingredients, you have to knead the dough, then you have to shape it, and then you have to let it sit and rise. And then you have to take it out of the bowl, add a little flour um, to the surface, knead it some more, punch it down, knead it some more, and you may have to let it sit and rise a second time. And then a final time, you do that process, you put it in the, uh, the bread baking tins, you let it rise, and then you bake it. Well, think of the ups and downs and the hills and valleys of our lives and the different steps along the way. Uh, and the rising process of the bread is just sort of that, that calming, that resting, where we've done what we needed to do to manage not going into the red zone. Something happens, boom, so we go back into it. So we're doing that bread work a little bit more, kneading that dough a little bit more. Okay, good. We've done, we've done the next method. Let the bread rise and rest a little bit more. So it's in a calm, 
state. It's covered with a cloth. It's in a warm space. It's kind of, we're putting it to sleep, so to speak. We're letting it rest. And that's the way in which we can manipulate these different variables in a very abstract and metaphorical sense, our emotions, so that we can maintain a better balance. So this is something I have been practicing for quite some time, for many years. And I've, this process of the emotional recipes was just like the, the icing on the cake to extend the cooking metaphor. I'm sorry, but it works. Um, so that, like even this morning, I was having um, a, a Microsoft meetings, like a, a Zoom call with a client in the United Kingdom and Three minutes before the call, my internet dropped. It came back up for five seconds and then it dropped again. And I had to send a message by way of my phone to the client saying, bear with me. And then he came on, but it was really garbled. And there was a, about a five second delay because I was interrupting him when I spoke and I paused realized he had stopped. I said, Hey, I I see what's happening here. We've got a bad connection. There's also a delay. So I'm going to take a long pause and wait for you to speak. He came back and then it dropped again. And then I went downstairs and I plugged in my computer directly to the ethernet. That was still kind of crappy. And then I actually had to do a hotspot on my phone where I had to use my phone's data to do the connection to my computer. Now, Six months, a year ago, I think I would have lost my shit and I would have looked like crap and I would have looked so flustered and so upset and angry in my client. But I'm like, I was just kind of laughing and I was talking him through what I was doing as I was going downstairs. And then he realized I was wearing shorts, so I didn't look as professional as I thought that I'm sitting on the floor having a meeting with a business client for a possible presentation for a corporation. And I just had to sort of laugh in my in my own mind at the self-awareness of it all that i was managing my emotional state so much better now this is me this is my life but i just want to impart that when you do this work conscientiously and when you have the mindset of practice makes for improvement these things do get better over time, but they do need the work. Self-mastery requires the conscientiousness to, uh, in, in the sense of wanting to, to do the work, the, the, the self-awareness of noticing what is happening and what strategies you can implement, and the patience to know that we're all going to make mistakes. That there's always going to be a new trigger and it, one more thing before I sort of wrap up here. There will, as one gets better in certain situations, be it managing one's emotions or something else completely different, you'll go along for weeks or months at a time and then suddenly, bam! <laughs> and this has happened to me where I've completely lost my shit because I kind of got lazy. I kind of forgot that I wanted to be paying attention or I became so accustomed to the fact that things were better that I decided to pay attention to other things. But that's just life. So we have the ups and downs, like I was talking about the hills and the valleys. Sometimes we'll dip into the valley, but it will remind us to take a little bit of a trip up that hill to remind ourselves of the things 
the areas in which we want to improve, but the climb will not be as difficult, nor will it take us long because we've got these practices already ingrained. So we cannot be masters of our thoughts or our feelings or our actions or our behaviors if we keep getting results that we don't want. But we don't understand why we keep getting those results. As I've said, self-awareness and personal responsibility requires the work. Only you can do that work. But you don't have to do it alone if you don't know how. So if you are tired of overreacting or experiencing undesirable emotions, then I invite you to attend my Emotional Recipes Personal Evolution Process webinar, where I'm going to teach you how to create emotional recipes unique to you. This isn't about how to deal with stress or how to deal with anger. This will be helping you to identify your top one to three emotional states that are harmful and destructive in your life and how to be more aware of the conditions of the ingredients that lead up to that situation happening so that you can pull yourself back. So you'll learn through a technique how to create your own method to manipulate your list of ingredients unique to your situation and emotional state so that you can cook, bake, fry up that recipe to get the desired result, which will also show you along the same um, process how to do the same thing to create the states, the emotional states or the feelings that you do want to have. So let's say it's um, love or... um, Peace of mind. I don't know what's most important to you, but you can use the same process to determine how to get more of that. If you want more home-baked cookies, what do you do? Well, you get the ingredients, you get the recipe, and you follow the recipe, and you make your own home-baked cookies. You can do the same for how you want to feel. So in the show notes, there will be a link. The webinar will take place on Thursday, July the 8th, at noon, Eastern Standard or Eastern Daylight Time. If you cannot attend live, but you want to go to the webinar, please sign up anyway, because there will be a replay for about three days time after the event. All right. So Thursday to July, Thursday, July 8th, 2021 at noon Eastern Standard Time. The link is in the show notes. Now, I have a little bit more following If you don't want to listen, that's fine. But I want to give you six questions to identify what your red line emotions are. This is kind of like um, preparation for what's coming in this webinar. This will just help you to jump in with both feet far more quickly and easily into the process that I will be delivering in the webinar, which, by the way, will be live and interactive as I teach. If you have questions, I'll be able to help you work through the process to come up with your own answers. So here are the six questions. First one, what is the single biggest struggle challenge, or problem in your life that also causes you the greatest emotional stress? I am going to list these six questions in the show notes, okay? So 
if you're writing these down, you can pause and write them down, but you can also just copy and paste them from the show notes. So what is the single biggest struggle, challenge, or problem in your life that also causes you the greatest emotional stress? See, what I'm trying to do here is make this really, really applicable. Something's happening in your life that you would like to improve, which is also connected to an emotional state. If you can improve the emotional state, not only will you be a happier person because you'll be experiencing more of the emotions that you want to feel, but by experiencing that emotion that you want to feel, it'll make it easier for you to attend to solving your struggle, challenge, or problem. Does that make sense? Next question. What are the top one to three most stressful emotions that are associated with that challenge or problem. So what are the top one to three most stressful emotions that are associated with that challenge or problem? For those one to three stressful emotions, describe each one. One to five sentences. Describe that emotion, how that shows up in your life, how that feels. Fourth question. What strategies are you currently using that helps you to minimize, control, or avoid feeling, experiencing those stressful emotions? The fifth and second last question. What are the opposites? What are the polar opposites of those stressful emotions or feelings? And for now, let's call those polar opposites your, your positive feelings or positive emotions. So for you, is, is, ang- the, is the polar opposite of anger happiness or is it joy or is it fun? I don't know. It doesn't matter what I think. It's just what you think and feel. So what are the polar opposites of those one to three stressful emotions or feelings? Just one word, okay? So you've got one negative emotion. What is the single word for the positive emotion? Last question. In a few sentences, what would your day-to-day life be like if you more regularly experienced those positive emotions? So you're seeing feeling, imagining yourself in a state of experiencing more of those emotions. What would your life be like? Don't think too hard about this. Just just make these notes. It'll get you sort of in the mindset to prepare. So again, the webinar, How to Create Emotional Recipes for How You Want to Feel, a Personal Evolution Process, is going to happen on Thursday, July 8th. Thursday, July 8th. Maybe I should not speak so fast. At noon, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the link to sign up is in the show notes, and there will be a replay for about three days after the Thursday for you to watch if you are unable to attend live for whatever reason. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and I will speak with you soon.